Hey, let me take a moment and talk about one of our sponsors, Lifetime Windows and Siding. Love them. We all think about, especially this time of year, making changes, right? You want to exercise a little bit more. You want to get in better shape. You want to eat better, make smart choices. Speaking of smart choices, if you're thinking about making a change when it comes to your home windows and siding, how about checking out Lifetime Windows and Siding to help? Believe me, they are the best. They've been in business here since 2009. And there's so many reasons why they're one of the most trusted companies in Colorado. Lifetime Windows and Siding offers a lifetime warranty. When I say lifetime warranty, I mean it covers all labor, all materials. And their sales team offers a no-pressure approach, which I really like. And their installers are terrific. They work quickly and efficiently. And most importantly, they take care of your home. Lifetime also offers Infinity from Marvin Windows that are made from fiberglass, which is eight times stronger than vinyl. And, by the way, is built to withstand the most extreme Colorado weather. So you're going to find James Hardy Siding at Lifetime Windows and Siding, which is the number one siding brand in North America. Check them out at LifetimeWindows.com. Transform your home and the ones you trust. Lifetime Windows and Siding. Hey, time to talk about Molly's Wine and Spirits. It's April, and that means a lot of things. Baseball starts. Rocky's off to a great start. Warmer weather, maybe an occasional snowstorm. Occasional. And a discount for delivery at Molly's Wine and Spirits. In April, we're celebrating Molly's commitment to going green. For example, did you know Molly's delivery service includes a fully electric fleet of delivery cars? I did not. So why not save some green, as in gas money, with 10% off your order delivery? If you're like us, you'd like to enjoy a refreshing drink after a long day's work, or for me, after doing this podcast with Julie. But who wants the hassle of stopping at a store on the way home, right? You know you don't. Lucky for us, Molly's offers delivery service for their customers in Denver and Greenwood Village, as well as the surrounding areas. Whether you're at work or home, you can visit Molly's convenient online shop to place your order. Depending on your location, Molly's may have your order delivered within the hour. But no matter what, they guarantee same-day service. So what will this cost me? Here's the answer. Not much. Molly's will deliver your beer, wine, and liquor for a flat fee or only $5 with a minimum purchase of $29.99. So make it easy on yourself and make a little bit of green with 10% off your order. Just download the Molly's app to get exclusive offers and discounts and use Logan 10 for 10% off your delivery order. Molly's Spirits, delivering Colorado's boozy desires. This week on the Dave Logan Podcast, the culture inside the Broncos building and where part of the message should come from. The toughness and the core of your team and that, hey man, here's sort of how we're doing things here. That message, it's one thing to come from the head coach and the staff. It's another thing to come from the locker room. And an early spring prediction for your Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos have every chance to be relevant late in the season and I think they have every chance to get into the playoffs in the AFC, as good as the AFC is. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman with you. Podcast number 163. What's up? Hi. Good to see you. Happy April. Yeah, right. New month. The snowiest month uh, that Denver has, normally speaking. So, Well, it's beautiful today, and as we know, it's going to snow. snow tomorrow, right? I know, but uh, yeah, great. Let's we do don't it. care today because today it's like fifty and clear. Yeah. When's the last time you went skiing? Ooh, um, it's been, gosh, probably six, seven years. Yeah. Were mm-hmm. you a good skier? I mean, I'm sure the answer is yes. No, no, I grew up skiing. 
uh, every single Saturday. And where'd you go? I was in the Eskimo sneak, uh, ski, ski club. And what so we it? went to Geneva Basin. We'd catch the Greyhound bus, or I guess I should say a Greyhound bus, in the shopping center at like, whatever, oh, dark 30. And we'd go up and get Where's lessons. Where's Geneva Basin? That just goes to show you that it's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it may be the closest uh, ski place. Uh-huh. It's, I want to say it's about an hour up the mountain. Okay, I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore, right? Is Geneva Basin closed? Yeah, doesn't exist. Was it was it before Loveland? Yes. So maybe it was Genesee. Was around was around off of Genesee because there no, used to be. No, it's further up the mountain than Genesee. Okay. Hmm. You are you sure there's a Geneva Basin that it well, wasn't like in your dreams? Why don't you before next week's <laughs> podcast, <laughs> assuming we're actually going to do it, why don't you look and see if <laughs> Geneva Basin is still open? I will. I think it is. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, today's about this podcast today. Lots of news and notes. Okay. So I'm just going to be throwing stuff today's at you. Today's about this podcast today. <laughs> I'm okay. Go ahead. This podcast today is going to have a lot of news and notes. All right. Because we're still a couple weeks away from the draft and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. just, um, did you see that Sean Payton bought a home for $4.5 million? Apparently he got a deal. It was on the market for $4.6 yeah, million. Good for him. Uh, it has an elevator. Excellent negotiator. Sure. Um, well, he can certainly yes. afford it, right? Who needs an elevator in their house? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Depending, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, maybe his in-laws come over. Maybe one of them might need oh, it. Oh, that's a great point. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, okay. Good for him. So a couple notes, podcast notes, by the way. According to the Cut To It podcast that Steve Smith Sr. apparently mm-hmm. is on, Tim Patrick is on it. Yeah, I heard, and, I heard some of the clips. Yeah, he said that at this point, everything's great. He's clear to do everything. At this point, um, I'm just ready to get back to the game. So that's good news. But he also said that his knee does not feel right. Oh, we'll see. I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, maybe you had to listen to Steve Smith's podcast. <laughs> what is, what, what's your deal today? Did you wake up like, I'm going to get I, on Julie? I'm, re- I'm ready. To, no, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a great mood. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, he said his knee's... Doesn't feel right, and I think that's reason I know that we talked about it on the show on Friday. I think that takes that's going to take some time when you come off that serious of a knee injury, an ACL injury, and then you want to get back. and And they will tell you that you're ready to go. I think before you believe you're ready to go, generally speaking. So Tim, Tim's a tough guy, physically very tough, uh, and he'll find a way to kind of work through it. But it's it's gonna you know, he's going to have to get hit and he's going to have to be able to get up and, you know, test the knee and make sure the knee is still attached. And once, once that happens, and I'm assuming that'll happen in, in training camp this year, unlike last year, then he'll, he'll realize that he's going to be fine. They need, they need him to be 100% this year. So he joins, and you've talked about this before, you've said it, uh, just the, the numbers are pretty remarkable. He, you know, he joins the third highest paid wide receiver yeah. room. That is, I think, something. So the Rams are 51.9 million. Cardinals. Cardinals, 51.7, and the Broncos, 42.9. So that's kind of significant after that. But um, I just feel like that's going to be talked about until they prove that number otherwise, right? Well, it's going to be talked about. Um, I mean, when you stop and think about it, those three teams last year were horrible. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, there, there, there are guys, there, there's one guy in each of the Rams, 
and the Cardinals wide receiver room. This skews the average. I mean, you got Cooper Cup, who's a hell of a hell of a player. I think I think he's making nineteen million per. Uh, you got DeAndre Hopkins, who I believe will not play for Arizona this year, but he's making you know significant money. So, I mean, the Broncos. We we've talked about this. They they've got to find a way to get more production from the wide receivers. Uh, I it would it shock me if they still um, entertain the idea of moving somebody from that room? It would not, even though Sean Payton has said we're happy with the room. Uh, right now. So the NFL is a bottom line business. I mean, you've got to produce and not all their fault. They haven't been able to stay healthy. You haven't had Patrick and Judy and uh, Sutton play too many times together. In fact, I believe they played with Hamler. I think those four guys have played one time that they've been eligible to play together. Mm -hmm. So Hamler's uh, dealing with the pec injury, but um, you got to hope that if they don't move, a guy like Cortland Sutton, that he comes back and really puts it together and finds a way to be really, really productive. you got to hope that Tim Patrick is going to be very healthy. But they've added a couple names to the room and um, and a brand-new head coach that I don't think is fearful of making changes and putting a guy into one of those positions that he completely trusts and is, has been totally accountable for Sean Payton in the past. In anything, it's like when you get a new boss, they don't have allegiance to anybody, right? They didn't, that one of them wasn't there. They don't know them as people yet, pretty much. And they weren't attached to them in a draft. They didn't weigh in on anybody. So he's coming in probably as objective as anybody. And it's just about production. It's not about, well, we gave up so much to get this guy. It's, it's probably a good place to be. Yeah. I think that, um, again, I think Sean Payton, before he took the job in meetings with, Greg Penner and Kerry Walton Penner and other of the ownership group and, and assuming uh, with George Payton as well. Um, I think when he, when he took this job, he was well aware that he needed to change the culture of the building. I know Greg Penner was. Greg Penner was open uh, and candid with his remarks about uh, needing to establish a new culture. So you hire a guy, and we've talked about this before, who's been really successful in the league as a head coach, play designer, play caller. And in his opening press conference, he talks about the culture, what the culture, what what he wants the culture to be. And he talks about improving the offensive line. Well, he's already started with the offensive line, right? Two two free agent acquisitions at left guard and, and right tackle. And now the culture. Sean Payton is a guy that I believe wants accountable players, wants players who love football, wants players who put the team in front of themselves, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to find a roster full of those guys these days in the NFL. Maybe nobody has a complete roster full, but you got to have more guys that care about the team and what's best for the team than they necessarily do about themselves. If, if the order is reversed, you have a really hard time winning. So, yeah, accountability is going to be really critical for Sean Payton. And he's, he's also a guy, and we've talked about this as well, that in his experience in New Orleans, he was able to win with, um, I won't say pedestrian-like, but less than uh, a top three by salary room of wide receivers. Michael Thomas is a really good player. They've had other really good players, but they've also had guys that you had to check and see, okay, who just caught that touchdown? 
when the Saints were rolling. So, he, I mean, he's utilized tight ends before. And I think, you know, this is a really good draft for tight ends. So I, I think the message has been pretty clear from Sean Payton. Um, we're going to do things different than what you guys, all of you guys have experienced, those that have been here for the last handful of years. Uh, it's, there's, we're going we're gonna to have a new way of doing things. And I think I have the way to do them and you're going to fall in line. It's hard to tell because we're here in this market and, and you know the inner workings more than anybody else. But is there a team out there? And you said that no roster is 100% full of those guys. But you go, okay, well, this roster is more like what Sean Payton likes in maybe how the players approach it. Yeah, that's a that's a hard one yeah. because I, I'm obviously not uh, not connected to any other team. I think you look at the – I mean, I think you look at the consistent – Teams, teams that win and teams that are playoff caliber teams every year. Um, number one, you got to have a dude at quarterback. You, you don't, there are not consistent winners, consistent winners in the NFL that don't have a guy like the guy at quarterback. You just can't, I mean, you can have a really great year where things kind of fall into place and maybe that quarterback is a good player, not a great player. But he's a smart guy. He doesn't lose games. He doesn't throw the ball to the other team. Uh, he manages what he has the capability to manage. You can, you can win with a guy like that. Now, can you string together uh, a consistent run of seasons in which you uh, are a playoff caliber team? I don't know. That I think that's pretty tough to do. So you got to have the quarterback. And then once you have the quarterback, um, I mean, normally speaking, the offensive lines – uh, and defensive lines, those guys are are the toughest um, team-oriented guys that you're going to find. You win with those guys. Where you run into trouble is with the so-called skill position guys, the receivers, the running backs at, time, at times, the defensive backs from time to time. Those are kind of the eclectic personality guys, you know, the guys that speak their mind. And you have to find a way to sort of – a, deal with them, B, modify their behavior. I mean, you know, when's the last time we, we heard that this coach is trying his damnedest to get the offensive tackle off of social media after a game? Well, yeah, I mean, those guys historically get, like, fined. Like, it's a culture. It's a thing. It's yeah. their own. It is, if you do anything outside the unit, that's not, it's like hockey. It's like the offensive yeah. line is, or is the NHL and then the NBA are the wide receivers. And, and those guys, those guys have to run your team. I believe yeah. the offensive linemen and at times the defensive linemen, uh, the, the box on defense and the guys up front on offense, they have to run your team uh, because you're, you're, you're going to get different personalities, a wide receiver, uh, and a running back. You're going to get different personalities at defensive back. But the toughness and the core of your team um, and that, hey, man, here, here's sort of how we're doing things here, that message, it's one thing to come from the head coach and the staff. It's another thing to come from the locker room. And I believe that there have been many teams, and maybe the Broncos are one of them, that have missed sort of that message from uh, their guys um, and so I think that's, that's part of what you, you have seen in the rebuilding in the offensive line. Yeah. You know, if you think about your theory and think about the revolving door that the offensive line, especially right tackle has been, there's been no 
if they're running the team, then every couple of years or every year, you got a different person running the team. But you can't, you can't be a guy that, as you say, runs the team. And I, I don't know if I would, I don't mean it like they run the team. You can't be a guy that has a distinct voice on the team if you're not a dog, if you can't, if you're not playing. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be a guy that, you know, just showed up and you haven't proven anything to the locker room and then you can't stay healthy and then you're always in the training room. Well, then you, you want to pipe up and say something. And you know what? The rest of the team looks at you and says, you know what? Shut the hell up. I mean, you just got here, dude. Plus, you've been in the training room like for the last, I don't know, three weeks. You haven't played a lick. So we don't need you to open your mouth. I mean, players gravitate to guys that play, exhibit toughness in a game, exhibit great leadership, um, can rally guys together. It can't, can't be done in a false way. It's not just because you're a starter. It's got to be genuine. But players, players will, will rally to guys like that. You know, I was thinking as you were describing that, I was thinking about Russell Wilson and would you describe him like that? And then I was also thinking about Drew Brees, and I think you would describe him like that. Like a lot of people give Sean Payton credit for that, obviously that team and Drew Brees' success later in his career. But Drew Brees um, had a little bit – of that it factor, very cerebral player, not, not gifted with amazing, amazing talents, but I don't know. He had, he, those things, how you just describe dogs or, you know, players that are successful, that was Drew. So it's the question is, can, does Russell have some of those as well? We'll see. I mean, I think, I think Russell, um, I think Russell has been a good enough player in the past Mm -hmm. that he could, he, he could get there. I mean, I think I think players, you know, you 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 can't generally speaking, you cannot fool a locker room, right? And when guys, I mean, guys want players, leaders to be genuine, and they want to get to know somebody, and they want to they want to be able to hang out with you and chop it up and talk and and have you just be a guy. They they I I don't think I I think it's different if you're perceived as being um, maybe something that they, they, can't, they can't quite figure out, right? Or if you separate yourself from the locker room. I think, I think what Russell, um, and I think Russell can, and I think, I've, again, I'm on record, I think Russell, uh, if he stays healthy, will wind up having a really good year. I mean, I don't know what that looks like, but he'll, he'll be a lot different than what you saw last year. Um, but, but I think Russell can help by, through his actions, becoming more of just one of the guys. I mean, you're not one of the guys in terms of what you make, and everybody knows it, but you should be one of the guys in terms of being able to dip in and out of groups and, and you know, lead guys, and you, you, should be, you should be one of the guys in that regard. So every time I do the podcast, I kind of check his social media just to see what's going on. What's it tell you? Well, so March 9th is when he went to that church service in the Maximum Prison, where I learned that you actually would go yeah, to a prison. I would go to a prison. I, I, would, I, I don't want to be in prison, <laughs> but I would, sure. Okay. Why, why would you not go? Go to a female prison. I don't think so. Why? Oh, I just don't think I'd want to do that. Why would you not want to do a that? A Maximum Security female prison? What, are you scared? Um, I went to, I played at, no, I played at Colorado Academy and we played a, uh, so at CAA, we didn't have a lot of schools to play. So we had to travel a lot. So you were one of those rich kids. No, 
Not really. I think no? it was a scholarship situation. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, anyway, um, so we played a women's- Not sure I believe that. A girls' but... correctional facility in Colorado Springs. Yeah. And they locked us in. Yeah. Um, they, we were sitting on the bench. They put gum in our hair. And I went up for a rebound. I got tangled. Apparently, I tricked this trip, this very tall opposing player. Yeah. They had to kick her out of the game, like, and put her in another place, like, not in the game. Because so she wanted to whoop your ass. Exactly. So I have a little, I'm not maybe. So why don't you, I mean, why don't you step up to the challenge? She was like eight feet tall. She was like eight feet tall? She was very tall. Was she, is she? <laughs> yeah, she was a she. I mean. Anyway. That's the story. About All right. The well, then I'll 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 be the one. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to play basketball. I used to used against to. the prisons. Yeah. What we, we play? Well, we played down at the um, we played down in Pueblo at the state mental hospital. Wait, in high school? No, I was in the I was I was in the NFL. We'd come back here, and uh, you know, we get guys that were either ex college players or ex NBA players. It was a it was a really good brand of basketball. Okay, but we took a team down there and we played uh, uh, another team. I think from Pueblo, but we entertained uh, the folks at the state. I, I guess it's called the state mental hospital, right? So how state, was that? It's like, um, it was it was really it was really different. It was really interesting. I mean, they they would walk in the patients i guess is how you describe them and they would sit in the stands and watch us watch us play that's good entertainment yeah so how'd you get me on this i have no idea i never knew there's so many questions i have but i don't yeah reach out reach out to those that are um in prison and see if you can be helpful okay well if it helps our podcast numbers i mean i invite you all people in prison listen to to podcast we're gonna take a break i think when we come back We are going to talk about a former Bronco has very high expectations of this team. We'll talk about it next. Let me take a minute and talk to you about Boyer's Coffee. What's better than a steaming cup of hot coffee to start your morning, right? Not much, especially when that cup is filled with Boyer's Coffee. Boyer's has been roasting coffee right here in Colorado since I was a wee tot. I think it's 1965 when Boyer's started, and they've perfected that smooth taste and rich flavor. Top-selling coffees, including Rocky Mountain Thunder, which is intense and smoky, or maybe you'd prefer the Denver Blend, which is sweet and smooth. Or, if flavored coffee is your thing, how about the popular hazelnut and French vanilla flavors? At BoyersCoffee.com, you're guaranteed to find a coffee that you will love. You'll also find specials on the website and even unique recipes, including a mocha morning smoothie, which I've actually tried, and it is absolutely delicious. So, so... Check out BoyersCoffee.com or head to your favorite supermarket, Costco, Sam's Club, or Walmart to find the Boyers flavor of your choice. Boyers Coffee, a proud Colorado company. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast, episode number 163. What I didn't get to, because we kind of went on a tangent about you playing. Yeah, I don't know how we, how we got on that. Anyway, so Russell Wilson, that was March 28th when he posted those, you know, that, that particular outing. Three weeks later... He's been, he was off of social media and he just uh, posted some pictures working out and it was fine. It was like two or three pictures. Okay. So I think, you know, I think we're getting a little bit of a change. He looked good when he was working out. I also looked at his poundage. He's down about uh, almost 15 pounds. Yeah, exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So did you also see or hear about Brandon Marshall, former Broncos wide receiver, was on another podcast, a different podcast. 
And he said that he expects the Broncos to get out to a very quick start, and he expects that it's not going to be a quick one and done, that he expects them to uh, sustain that momentum and possibly start the season 10-1 and and 9-2. and That, to me, is extremely lofty goals. You think? For a team that was five and twelve and hasn't been to the playoffs since two thousand and fifteen season, um, yes. So I, unrealistic. Know, I, I don't know about the nine and two or ten and one thing uh-huh. because we don't even know. We we know who they play, but we don't know in what order yet. So we have no idea, right? Um, as to you know what those first games will look like, but I but I do think this. I think the, I think the Broncos have every chance to be relevant late in the season and would be a playoff caliber team. I think they have every chance to get into the playoffs in the AFC as good as the AFC is. And um and I and I I say that because I have a lot of faith in Sean Payton and what he's going to he's going to bring some um what I call just old school football common sense to the Broncos. And that's something that they they really need. He's he's a guy that believes in the running game. Well, you you have to build the running game, and then he's a guy that believes in play action. All right, the play action has to marry what the running game looks like, and I haven't seen that done on a consistent basis for well for the last seven years. Right, I've seen play action passes off of designs that they never run the ball off of. Well, okay, I mean I I think. Opposing coaches and defensive coaches and defensive players. You're talking about the elite players in the world playing this game. They're too smart for that. So I think Peyton will run the ball. I think he'll move Russell Wilson. I've talked about this before. Uh, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be a guy that moves him all the time, but he's going to change the launch point of Wilson, move the pocket, design rolls, boots, waggles, those things, get him on the run. I think, I think you'll see Russell run a bit. It won't be like Lamar Jackson running, but it'll be more than some of the other quarterbacks run because I think he can. You can utilize that that ability in a smart way, and um, yeah. So I, I again, I don't know about ten and one, but I think there'll be a playoff team come this fall. Did you see the Denver Post? Mark Kisla equated what he thinks Peyton to do with Wilson was was what Shanahan did with Elway late in his career with um, physical dominance over an opponent to running the ball and kind of taking the pressure off of John early in his career. He was making so much happen with his legs. I don't, it's not totally equal, right? Um, I think it's a pretty good analogy. I think that uh, when Mike got here, um, I mean, John, John was still a really good player, even though he played whatever, 15 years before Mike got here. But I think Mike brought a system in and I think Sean will as well that he believed in that was a run first system. They they knew that and now you know they could throw it too. But I mean Mike and his staff um they designed the running game, the the inside zone with some outside outside stretch plays and they just worked at it. He had great coaches with him and he had a, he had a running back that was a Hall of Fame running back. I mean, they, the Broncos don't have a Hall of Fame running back right now. And right now, they're not as good up front as some of those 
Broncos. I mean, you, you, you think about the 96 and the 97, the 98 Bronco offensive line. Um, you're, you're talking about some, some really good, good football players, guys that are borderline Hall of Fame players. Yeah, so maybe in theory it sounds good, but the no, I think I think he's going about it the right way. I think you you know you can control the game running the ball, you can protect the quarterback running the ball, you can protect the offensive line running the ball, right? The advantage an offensive line has in the NFL and even in college football and even at times in high school, but not as much, is that they're bigger, more powerful people generally speaking than the defensive line. So let them get off the ball. Let them knock guys back. Make the run a real threat. The disadvantage you have is if the the defensive line knows you're going to throw the ball, they have better athletes than you have up front. And if all they have to do is tee off and rush the passer, then it's and, and you never you never move the pocket. Pat the passer is at the same point launch point almost every single down. You put your you put your offensive line at such a huge disadvantage. And Peyton will not do that. Before I let you go, did you see that Philip Lindsay, obviously very popular yeah. in these parts, is signing with the Seattle Sea Dragons in the uh, the XFL? I did. What I like most about that, I mean, two things. One, the XFL gives opportunity to players to either jumpstart their career, continue their career, start their career, whatever. And I love that. Second thing I love, and it's not surprising with Philip, is that Here's a guy who's a Pro Bowl running back um, and twice went over 1,000 yards rushing that still loves football, right, and is not afraid to, to show what he can do in the XFL. He's a really good football player. And if he can have, um, which I think he will, if he can have some moments in the XFL, I, I, would, I would be shocked if somebody doesn't sign him and invite him to camp this fall. Look me in the eye and tell me how much of the XFL that you've watched this season. Um, You're not looking I, with the idea. No, I have watched probably bits and pieces or parts of six, seven games. Really? Yeah. And what do you think? I think it's the best. I think it's the best non NFL uh, football that I've seen of all of the whatever arena football, the USFL, the uh, European League. It, there, there's some, there's some good coaching going on. I like some of the differences in terms of how they, how they broadcast the games. I like the listeners, the viewers' ability to hear some of the, a lot of the interaction between coaches and players. Uh, there's such transparency with respect to instant replay, which I really like. I don't know that the the you the NFL will ever think about adopting that, but I think I think they've done some really really good things. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy about the extra point try, one point, two point, three point thing. I'm yeah. not. I'm not crazy about that. But I like it. So I would say that you've watched a lot more than a lot of people have. And How about I would you? Like have to, you watched a minute of no. it? No. How do you so, do this podcast and not watch any of the any of the XFL? Yes. I feel okay about doing? that. A lot of things yeah, you I point out you about are, me, I don't feel okay about. You know about. what? I think I think you you need to this weekend. <laughs> okay. Uh, put the put the wine glass down a little bit and just okay. watch part of. An XFL game. Actually, I want to talk to you about it. I'm going to let you go, but maybe when they, you know, at the end of the season, we can talk more because I want to hear more about some of the things that you like. Okay? So we're done? Don't look so happy. No, I'm just saying, are we we're are, done? Are you done with me? Okay, I'm done with you. Goodbye. Au revoir. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.